Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. So January 31st is an opportunity to explore the world, new environments, new people, new places. It's a day to get outside your comfort zone, to go beyond your boundaries. It's a day of not having expectations, getting out of the routine, but also not holding yourself to that. It's just about jumping a sidestep into a new outlook, perspective, dimension, reality, whatever it is. So this January 31st, try one new thing. Go somewhere that you've never been before. Whether you plan it or you don't plan it, just start driving. Just go somewhere. See something. Talk to someone that you've never met. These are pieces that make up the essence of January 31st, the annual celebration of spontaneity. my favorite day of the year. 365 days and my favorite one is J31. And that's January 31st, not to be confused with July 31st. So I want to celebrate this January 31st, 2020 and create an episode sharing its origin story and all of the many ways that I have celebrated over the years. This episode was created two years ago, but this is Space Court, not Time Court. On January 31st is fast approaching, so we want to make sure everyone listening has an opportunity to celebrate. Your hostess on this nostalgic voyage is Rachel, Cancer Sun, and Moon. Gemini Rising. It started with three other friends. Gordy, Casey, and Casey's friend from college, Lindsay. And together, the four of us created a completely random night out of January 31st, 2005. Basically, we were bored. And Gordy, Casey, and I were in our hometown of Riverside, California. And we thought, let's do something we've never done before. So we all got in the car and we drove around and we found some random strip bar and thought, never done this before. I remember we walked in, it was super dark, it was super small, and it was totally empty. The bartender, cashier, took our drink orders, served us, and then proceeded to turn on some music from behind the bar, and then also jumped on the quote-unquote stage and started dancing and spinning around the pole. And I believe this was the moment when J31 was coined. We all knew it was January 31st, and we just shortened it to J31, and any random or spontaneous event that happened, we kind of attributed it to J31. Any kind of first experience that we would have, it's because of J31. So in a nutshell, this dull night turned into an extremely entertaining one. Flash forward one year, 
to 2006, and the four of us rally again, specifically on January 31st, and decide to really make an event of it by doing some more things that we had never done before. We wanted to create a night of intentional firsts. So we went to some random restaurant that none of us had been to before, and then we went to the Venice Beach Boardwalk, and we had our palms read for the first time, because none of us had ever been to a psychic. It should be noted that around this time, I was a huge advocate of clubs. So I had just graduated from university and I still wanted connection to my friends and I wanted to have reasons to gather and come together. And what better way to do that than to make something official like a club? <laughs> so I was starting all sorts of clubs. I had a lunch club going in Riverside, at a cooking club that was based in different parts of Southern California. Art club was the same way. And it was just a natural choice to turn January 31st into a club as well. But after the third and fourth and fifth year of celebrating, it was more than a club. It was becoming a holiday. It was becoming a celebration. It was my Thanksgiving, my Christmas, and my New Year's rolled into one date, January 31st. Now, I never saw Lindsay again since that palm reading. And I don't know if she ever celebrates J31, but I like to think that from time to time she remembers those random nights and the great memories and laughter and moments that we all shared. I have personally celebrated every January 31st since then, and 2020 marks our 15-year anniversary. The other founders, Casey and Gordy, have celebrated with me separately and together for a few of the other years. I've celebrated by myself, with my family, with other friends, and even strangers. Every year, small scale or big scale, on January 31st, I celebrate intentionally and consciously firsts. You could even call it a firstival, and that would sum it up pretty nicely. So J31, the firstival, January 31st. My understanding of J31 is to do at least one thing that you've never done before. But really, it's all about opening up to synchronicity, opening up to surrendering into whatever is there and the unknown of what the day will bring. So my understanding of J31 is that it's a day of the year to celebrate doing something you've never done before. J31 is a club that Rachel started maybe 2005 or 2006. I believe you started it with Casey and Gordy, but I don't know. But it's to celebrate the date January 31st by doing something you've never ever done before in your life. My understanding of J31 is, is it's a day where you get to celebrate firsts. So whether that's something simple, like anything really, that is something that's new to your being, new to your essence. And saying yes and, kind of living by the qualities of improv rules, <laughs> you know, just saying yes and, adding to the scene, no questions, <laughs> just kind of just jumping in and doing something that might make you uncomfortable. And probably if it makes you uncomfortable, I would say even better, doing something that just takes you out of your norm. And I think that it's pretty powerful to have it on the last day of the first month of the new year because it invokes this like, okay, 
you know, everyone has this January 1st is the first of my new commitments to my new self. And I think as the month progresses, people are kind of falling off of that. And I think to reignite the flame of firsts and of saying yes to new opportunities at the very end of the month, it's just a powerful day. It holds a resonance and it's a really inspiring holiday to me. And I'm so grateful that Rachel invented it however many years ago and that I got to jump in and be a part of it and now take it into my life and bring it to others. In fact, let it be said here first, <laughs> get it first. When I die, I would really like people to honor or remember me by celebrating January 31st Club. I mean, this is the first time I've ever declared that, but I truly mean it. And that's actually very true now as I'm living. Like if you wanna bring a smile to my face or fill my heart with joy, celebrate this day, January 31st. It's so easy to do. And anyone that knows me knows how passionate I am about this day. And again, it can be celebrated in small ways. It can be celebrated in big ways. As long as it's a first, a conscious first, it counts. And I say conscious first because technically every day is loaded with a ton of firsts. J31 just makes them more pronounced and you're more aware throughout the day that this is a day devoted to making something out of nothing or making the ordinary a little extraordinary. J31, I find it more as a day of action, a day of something that you've never done before. I just really love the uniqueness of celebrating something that may not be significant to others, but you can totally make intentional for you. J31 is all about stretching yourself to do and be and try something that you've never done before. It's about pushing the limit on what's comfortable and um, having an intentional day to say, you know what, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to do something. It is um, moving beyond the everyday, the mundane. My understanding of J31, January 31st, is that you do something that you've never done before. Try something new, do something new, anything, everything, but you have had to not have done it before. Firsts. That's what J31 is all about, is doing something you've never done before, whether it's big or small. One year, Casey, Gordy, and I went to a random Korean restaurant, and then we went to a bowling alley, and it was there for the first time in my life. I stole a bowling ball. Not one of my proudest J31s, but a first nonetheless. I don't remember the year. It was maybe 10 years ago, or maybe almost 10 years ago. Went canoeing, went with you, Rachel, and we had a blast, and did indeed have a mini adventure. We kind of fell into this space of an ethical dilemma and we found a whole box of someone's car keys, credit cards, and cash. It was crazy. And we ended up finding the people that owned it. And the guy was like, I am so thankful and gave us 50 bucks and treated us to lunch. It was just a day of like going out there, not knowing what's gonna happen, but being okay with it and just going with the flow. And it kind of turned into this great happy day and just like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. 
One year I celebrated by myself and I took a weekend trip to Ojai. I had never been to Ojai before, but I had been hearing about it a lot. And it was here that I got my first hot stone massage on J31. Definitely a first, certainly not a last. I went with my sister Allison and her boyfriend Pat and their friend Brian to a gun range. We all went to uh, the LAX firing range. I think it maybe is in El Segundo or something, somewhere near the airport, practiced firing guns. My sister and I are actually a really good shot. I was surprised at how on target we were, and I was also surprised at how bad Pat and Brian were. Hiked to the Hollywood sign with my friend Harvest, got a rune reading one year, and visited the HBO series Six Feet Under House with Casey. Uh, 2012 was the Weedsa year, so Gordy signed up for his first medical marijuana card, and Casey, Gordy, and I went to this random cafe boutique in Culver City, and we bought a purse in the shape of pizza. And it had a zipper so we could store the weed in the pizza and we called it weedsa. <laughs> this is what the day is. Random events that make it memorable. We went to this, which a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. It was like a hookah bar. And I have done hookah before, but I hadn't done like the type of flavors and things. For me, it's the uniqueness of being together and doing something that brings you joy because you're making it special. My first J31 in Texas was spent with Monica, Jorge, and Suge. And we went to a random hookah bar. And then we did tortilla tossing on the bridge. My first international J31 was in Tiruvannamalai, India, where I walked around Arunachala. So Arunachala is a sacred mountain in Tiru, and every full moon, people from towns near and far come to circumnavigate the seven kilometer base of the mountain. J31 was my first time walking around it, and then I did it two other times for the full moon. Because on the full moon, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people come together to celebrate the moon and this ritual. I mean, talk about a club. These are definitely my people. The next year, 2015, was a pretty big one for me. I spent the beginning of January 31st with Ben and Brittany going to random places in Santa Monica and Venice Beach, asking strangers to cut pieces of my hair. Rachel had these scissors that she had been gifted or, or maybe she bought in India the year before. And they were like these blunt scissors that we decided to use to cut off her hair. Her intention for J31 was to slowly cut off her hair throughout the day until she was bald. This J31, I was going to shave my head. So I wanted to create this reverse hairdo effect. So people would cut short pieces or long pieces or in the back of my head or in the front of my head. So she looked ridiculous to say the least. I remember feeling so confronted, like almost kind of putting my hand over my eyes because I was just feeling this embarrassment to be associated with such absurdity. We decided to go to the Lake Shrine in the Pacific Palisades, which is uh, Pramahansa Yogananda's temple space that he founded in. And so we're sitting under this gazebo. In it has a statue of Mother Mary. And we decided to cut more of Rachel's hair off. And I remember actually feeling at the time like this resistance to cutting her hair in that space. And then she really encouraged me to do it. So I started cutting her hair. And in that moment, I remember feeling so liberated, so free, so fun. And then before I knew it, this woman comes up to us and she starts just like chastising, berating us. You can't do that here. 
basically like it's sacrilegious. It's not allowed. I remember in that moment feeling like my heart sink into my stomach and feeling so this level of like guilt and shame of like, oh my God, we're wrong. We're doing something wrong. But Rachel so gracefully responded to this woman like, this is a sacred act that we're performing here. And the woman was totally taken aback by Rachel's response and how articulate and clear and direct it was. We left the Lake Shrine. We started to drive. We decided to pull over to the random part of PCH. We walked down to the ocean. We ended up sitting right next to this. I think there was like a man and a woman that had all of these crystal singing bowls out. And they were playing these crystal singing bowls and putting different levels of ocean water in the different bowls. And yeah, it was just this vortex that they were creating, this vortex of sound. And then so Rachel naturally, you know, goes up to them and starts talking with this woman. And, and then and right kind of between us and between where they were sitting, there's this dead seagull on the beach. And I'm watching Rachel talk with this woman. They are kind of looking over at the dead seagull. And then before I know it, Rachel and her are like knelt down around this seagull. And with these blunt scissors that we've been using all day to cut off Rachel's hair, they start just like sawing away at the seagull's wing. I also remembered in that moment feeling so much resistance and this level of like almost embarrassment and um, it was just a whole thing, really wild experience. Definitely a first for me. And I think a first for Rachel cutting off a seagull wing on the beach with this woman. And you know, she still has her hairs cut all funny in these different ways. And it was just hilarious. We go out to eat at this Mexican place, kind of like bad Mexican place that we've never gone to before. And that's part of J31 too. It's like sometimes you do something you've never done before and it's just something that you've never done before. Like we ate bad Mexican food for dinner, January 31st. By the end of the day, I was alone with this crazy short hairdo and I had a zero blade shaver. Put on a white dress, listened to Lana Del Rey on repeat. It was pretty dramatic. I have since shaved my head twice because truth be told, I really like it. Another first that wasn't the last. Six of us traveled great distances to come and celebrate J31 in Nevada City, California. Ben and Brittany drove with my friend Rocky from Los Angeles, which is about an eight-hour one-way drive. I had major resistance to participating and celebrating. I was working at a restaurant at the time, and I only had like two days between work shifts, and the invitation was to go up to Nevada City. They arrived on J31 Eve, and I'm pretty sure they left at 11.11 p.m. on J31 and drove back down to Los Angeles. So they were in Nevada City for like 33 hours. I mean, it's an understatement to say that they went the distance for this celebration. I was involved with my first lady lovership, Milani, and I got her a flight from Atlanta, Georgia to come and join. First time I had ever done anything like that. Rachel had met her couch surfing in Shasta, I believe. And when I meet Milani, she's just, just like this random person. Turns out that she's really, really close friends, grew up with my friend Lexi, who I went to college with and played volleyball with. So that was just a bizarre, beautiful synchronicity. Yeah, there was another character, I forget his name, who joined us, one of Milani's friends in Nevada City. 
her friend AJ drove from Santa Cruz and we all started J31 at midnight with a jam session at Thomas's house. Thomas is the guy that I was couch surfing with at the time. You know, this was like the top three most mystifying J31s I have ever experienced. It should be noted that I have a thing for 33. It has a lot of significance to me. And this J31, I was 33 years old and it was coined earlier on as the diamond year. So pretty much all of my course correspondence throughout that year included a diamond emoji in it. On J31 Eve, we were preparing dinner at the Airbnb that Brittany, Ben, and Rocky were staying at. And I was catching up with Ben outside. And I remember we were sitting under the clear sky and I witnessed a diamond fall to the ground. Of course, I went bonkers and I started to declare to everyone that diamonds would be falling from the sky. The thing is, it was a clear sky. You could see the stars. And I also tend to speak in metaphors. So I don't know that anyone really cared what I was saying. However, on the twilight of J31, as we were all gathered at Thomas's house, there was a super magical moment where the skies cracked the loudest bolt of lightning and out of nowhere we were showered with hail. Diamonds were in fact falling from the sky. She had been saying on J31, diamonds are going to fall from the sky. She said that a few times and then we go over to Thomas's house in the evening and then it starts hailing. These diamonds are falling from the sky and we're just completely awestruck. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of lost for words around what that even was. <laughs> this was such an amazing moment and one I will never forget. I honestly think that was it. I mean, that was the main J31 first. But in my ever increasing enough fashion, the next morning we all walked the streets of Nevada City with a mini PA system playing music. And then we landed on this like open field and had this crazy improv session where we each went around and just created. After that, we had ceremony on this massive rock that was in front of the Nevada City prison. And after that, we proceeded to perform an impromptu musical concert for the incarcerated. We walked back down into town and closed out J31 with Family Constellation. We walk into this Family Constellation workshop at this retreat center in Nevada City and there were two facilitators. We proceed to go through this like three, four hour Family Constellation or some very interesting alchemy that was happening where I just felt Rocky's mother's spirit like take over my body. And I just had all of this information come into me about their relationship and it was pretty wild. So that happened personally to me during the constellation. And then this guy, I think his name was Jason, I wanna say. That was a remarkable experience. Like he'd been through a lot, had been an addict. The way we all showed up for him and it was really pretty dark and very deep, but I could feel that experience moved a lot for him. So that was pretty cool. First of all, I think it should be noted that this was an extremely charged and intense day. I mean, I don't think we ate all day, which is crazy. And just the way that it goes sometimes when you're absorbed in the moments. My second international J31 was in Iceland. I remember being like, why are we going to go to Iceland in the middle of the winter? Boy, was I wrong because we had such an incredible trip. A few weeks before we had dinner at my friend Zoe's apartment. I had a few friends there and Rachel came and within like five minutes, she had invited everyone to come to Iceland and our friend Alex Gorski accepted. And Zoe was like, if Alex goes, then I'm going. So they bought their tickets. We bought all of our tickets on Wow Airlines, which was this like, I don't even know if it's still around, but it was a $99 
nonstop flight from L.A. to Iceland. Ben, Brittany, with their friends Alex and Zoe joined. My friend Kelly from San Francisco came out. My friend Jordan and her brother Alex. And then Casey, Matthew, and his friend David all came to Iceland for J31. David's birthday is January 31st. So it was the first time that that had ever happened. And I was super excited about that. We rented a house and in the morning of J31, I saw my first rainbow in Iceland, which was one of my favorite aloha omens. Some of us hiked the hill behind the house. We kind of did our own thing, but at night we all came together and had an amazing family dinner and birthday celebration for David. This was followed by dancing and drinking Brennivin, which is the Icelandic alcohol. I think there were drugs. Seeing the Aurora Borealis in a hot tub, and it was epic. Ugh, Iceland is so majestic, so gorgeous, and so beautiful. So we saw the northern light, we're blasting cigarettes, and then we spent the rest of the night just naked in the hot tub and having amazing conversation and just so in the sweetness and this nectar of being together and celebrating life. My first J31 in Hawaii was in Kipahulu, Maui. My friend Jamie flew in from Portland and my friend Ale flew in from the mainland. We met this bitch named Jennifer and invited her to adventure with us. And then we also met this guy named Z or maybe Zed, I think it was Zed, and he joined as well. This J31 was all about la luna. The moon was in a trifecta. She was a super blue blood moon. It was the first blue moon blood moon visible in the U.S. since 1866, and it was definitely the first one happening on J31. So talk about another mystifying J31. My favorite day, J31, coupled with the moon, which I am a huge fanatic about, and spending it in Hawaii, which is my favorite place on earth, with some of my favorite people. And I want to be clear that my favorite people are open, playful, honest, and passionate people. So the strangers at the time, Jennifer and Zed seemed to fit that description as far as I could tell. We created a dance under the moon and we built the smallest and longest lasting fire I have ever witnessed. Sometime during 2017, Rachel had said, yeah, in 2019, I'm going to see the monarch migration in Mexico for J31. There was like an almost two year lead time Jamie, Lily, Brittany, and Brittany's friends, Olivia, Brandon, and Marcella all joined for last year's J31 in Mexico. I was lucky enough to celebrate it last year, 2019, with an incredible group of individuals that gathered together to witness the migration of the monarch butterfly that makes its flight from Canada all the way to the beautiful fir trees of Michoacan in Mexico. So I first celebrated J31 with our lovely Rachel and I was invited by Olivia to see the monarch butterfly migration in Michoacan, Mexico. Butterflies dripping from the trees and surrounding us as we walked in this beautiful forest. And we ended up walking up to this barren, empty kind of field and we all decided to do a meditation there. I got so sunburned <laughs> and it was just so wonderful. Such a peaceful day. I, I had tears in my eyes. I was choked up the entire time, just in awe of Mother Nature and of the magic that she creates for us so infinitely. If we just open our eyes and travel to a new destination and get out of our comfort zone and experience something 
so incredible. You know, these butterflies take a journey that's 3,000 miles and it takes three generations, sometimes more, to get all the way to Mexico. And the third generation of butterfly is like a power butterfly. They are like this like gusto to finish the journey. So I just thought that was pretty cool. And we, we watched a lot of the butterflies that were on the ground as they're dying. And a lot of them were missing their wings. And it was a very good representation of life and death and of the travel that we all must take in this journey of existence. And we kind of finished the day with going to this beautiful cemetery and we wrote a little song. It's just, you know, celebrating the festival. We were in this cemetery surrounded by beautiful imagery and, you know, all of these loved ones that are so celebrated in their death. It was so wonderful. Yeah, it was so special and definitely stands out as one of the most amazing moments in my life. And then in the evening on J31, we had this beautiful dinner and then we had a fire outside and shared music and stories around the fire. And it was just a really special, special day. In the beginning, it was super random and spontaneous and ridiculous. And that's certainly woven throughout many of the January 31st that I've celebrated. But more than anything, I think I love the call to being open and getting creative and enjoying your choices fully. Sitting in a cemetery, Mariposa set us free, celebrating unity, viva la vida. J31's within our soul, the butterflies we've come to know. If you're listening to this before or on January 31st, thanks for sharing your time and being a witness to this creation and this story. I hope it inspires you to celebrate. Space Chord. Space Chord. Like the flames from the fire, she is rising up. 
like the steam from the stones prayers arising up like the flames from the fire prayers arising up like the steam from the stones please purify me my body and soul please purify me my body and soul Mahina, 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 Mahina.